You've got to figure out a way to shut them down when they start laughing at you. I don't want to because I, I kind of need for them to hang around. And why is that? Because then I won't have any friends. Oh, sweet pea. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into knowing your value. I'll see you then. All right, so let's get into knowing our value. I wanted to cover this because it seems so simple, but yet and still, people don't realize that this is going to take a lifetime. And so anything we talk about, knowing your value, hopefully will add on to the arsenal of stuff that you use to always be discovering, forming, and increasing your value. All right. So the A part. The A part was a flimsy kind of memory I had of a conversation I had with someone when uh, we were in college. Yeah. And I felt so bad at the time uh, because there was no reason for this this beautiful soul to put up with the can, uh, with the treatment that they did. And it would take me a long time because when this happened, I was a freshman, actually. And it would take a long time for me to learn how to go back and be possibly the the person to help this person uh, with any kind of advice. Because at the time, I was, I was flummoxed. I was like, I don't know. You know, it was hard at 18 to be able to tell somebody, you know, how to be when that's not, you know, how it is for you. This is not being braggadocious, but I tended to not have a problem with, getting friends and um, being treated and respected by friends. You know, I, I like I said, I was young and it took me years to have to understand that. Now, of course, we all have our issues and there were other issues that I had. Excuse me, guys, I hit my mic. There were other issues that I had that she didn't have or, or, or whatever. So with that being said, it always amazed me how people would just say flippantly, know your value, know your value. And what does that mean? What does that mean? And so I'm not going to be able to exhaustively tell you it, but hopefully we're going to give you some good wisdom smacks to help you along the way, maybe get inspired, be able to see things from a different um, uh, side or facet or whatever. But I hope my, my intention for our little time together today is to leave you way better than I found you. So the first thing I want to let you know is, is that uh, when you go back and look at the etymology of value, the uh, they attribute it to becoming part of the common speak of the 1300s. Now, that's back during... Um, the uh, dark ages and uh, people were suffering. There were a lot of famines, diseases and all that kind of stuff around there. And so when you look at it in that context with that filter on it, the definition is very eye-opening. And so the etymology of the word uh, for value is the degree to which something is useful or estimable. Uh, It's worth, standing, reputation or this is very important, meaning to be well or be well or and be strong. So 1300s, uh, harsh, harsh um, living conditions and um, the 
uh, old English, the, the French and barbarians, all these people are going around. And so that word value as a noun meant those things. But if you looked at it from the verb part, and y'all bear with me, I know I'm sounding geeky here, but just, just, just hear me out. If somebody used that word to, to value you, meaning it's in a verb tense, then that meant that you were thought highly of because of your value, all right? So that's where we get the reputation and the being strong and being well. Now, when you look at being strong and being well in this context, we are not talking about somebody who has a few little muscles here and there and is maybe cute and and um that kind of thing. No, we're not talking about a beauty in, uh, influencer or a weightlifter. We're not talking about that. We are talking about people who were strong enough to withstand the ravages of everyday living. You see, the, the water, uh, water, excuse me, not water, <laughs> the, the water quality uh, was suspect in many areas of, of where these words were born. Um, living conditions were harsh. Winters were brutal. And People were having to construct their own places of living. Think about this. What if somebody today told you, you don't live in your house, your apartment or whatever. You see that big field over there? Go over there and use the materials of that land and you got to build shelter for yourself. So just understand that you weren't guaranteed to have good housing or uh, meals that were nutritious every day. Oh, no, that was uh, not uh, something that could be uh, assumed. There was no uh, grocery store down the way that you could just get in your, hop in your car and get to. No. So it was a different understanding of when someone said being strong and being well. And there was not uh, a hospital or a medical group that you could go to to figure out was what was wrong with you, whether it was um, pestilence, infection, disease, genetic disorders, biology, um, including incestual situations that did happen in small towns or or, or uh, villages or whatever, or even the psychological. There was no one going around diagnosing people with depression, anxiety, bipolar, uh, psychopathies, and all these other things. And so now I hope that you can see that knowing your value, when you look at it from the genesis of the word, how powerful that is. So now that we've established that, what I want to go on and, and, and give you is this wisdom smack. And that is for us to know our value, we need to know how to do a self, self-examination as well as self-learning and training. And it wasn't until just very recently that I, I started understanding that I have to put myself through the paces and that there is a difference between self-learning and self-training. Self-learning is where you might get that knowledge of something and you'd be like, yeah, I know that. But then self-training is where you turn that knowledge into the wisdom, where you actually do something about it. And then it becomes real within you because of your experiences, as well as the knowledge and a few other magical things that wisdom tends to do, where then now you become um, experienced and wise in something. And it's it, it's 
it, I don't know, like I said, I don't know why it took so long for it to hit me that in order to realize my value, I needed to be able to do proper assessments of where I was and who I was. And like I said, looking back on uh, freshman college, Michelle, uh, I was like, it's a wonder I made it through this world. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to, to look at yourself uh, back, you know, then as well. But I hope that with ev- whatever, wherever you are right now, that you can use something that we're going to say right now in the next few minutes that will help you to truly start getting a, a better grasp on your value. So why should you learn how to have self-learning or self and self-training? Uh, why should you even worry about your value? Well, for one thing, no matter how much technology we get, no matter how far we go along um, in time, we are all, we are at this particular time, I can definitely say, still programmed to be communal. And one of the fastest ways for people to fall into uh, bad health, uh, fall into psychological disorders and uh, different things is to be removed from people. Think about when someone is in solitary confinement, how debilitating that is to them. So think about nowadays, a lot of people, they're not in a quote unquote prison, but because of our lifestyles and how uh, technologically dependent we are, a lot of people are not able to interact with folks uh, except for through very quick means of texting or commenting or a face chat here or there. And so understanding your value is, I think, more important now than ever, because to understand your value helps to strengthen your sense of identity and helps to polish your social skills. So let's get to it. Thank you for for letting me go through the definition and let me uh, talk to you a little bit about being willing to learn on your own and being willing to train yourself to get you ready to start evaluating your value. So the next thing I want to say is this, and that is, as of right now, because we don't want to get too complicated, when we're talking, I want you to think of your value, your self-value as a trait, essence, and a characteristic inside of you that causes you and others to think highly of you, all right? So if there are some things that you can immediately say that I think highly of myself and others do too, or even that you think of yourself, but you want others too, that could be part of the value that you want to work on. The next thing I want to say is this, and that is Knowing your value is an ongoing thing. For the rest of your life, you should not rest on laurels and you should not think all is hopeless if you don't know uh, your true value yet. And so for all my little people out there that might be nursing a broken heart um, because uh, love came and love went, your value is not diminished. You're okay and you're going to make it because the good thing about value is it is always upgradable. Isn't that wonderful? It's always fixable and upgradable. 
So in order to start working on knowing your value, these are some of the few things that I want you to do. Like I said, we, we keep in this real practical. So first thing is, I want you to take a trip down memory lane and know whose you are. Find something about your mom, your dad, your grandparents, or if you know your ancestors or whatever, find something about them that is to you, to you, highly valuable that you can say, well, my granddad was the owner of a newspaper or my grandmom um, fought off this or that, or my uncle did this or that. There is something about ancestral and familial uh, accomplishments that help to strengthen our resolve. You know, now, if you've got somebody that did something bad, you get to edit that out. You get to be like, that's not me. <laughs> you do. I-, I give you permission. If you don't believe it, I give you permission right now. Edit that out. We can we can cherry pick. If it happened in the past, we can cherry pick. We can say, okay, I'm only going with the good stuff. But it helps. So think about that. You know, there are things that I know about my ancestors and my parents and grandparents that help me build and strengthen my value all the time. So when you want to know whose you are, where do you come from? What were great things that they did? You can claim that. That's called uh, value leveraging in my book, where you can leverage your value by piggybacking on the people that came before you because you are their stock. You are the fruit of their loins. So claim it. The next thing is, is after you, you realize picking out some of the good things that you know. Now, say for instance, you might say, well, Michelle, I'm adopted. I don't know where I came from or whatever. Don't worry about that. If you can uh, say, um, I'm from this um, ethnic expression, go find something that they did. Doesn't matter. Borrow it because, you know, you can, all right? So the next thing is, is know why you are. And when I talk about knowing why you are, know what was done in the past to help you to be where you are now. Did somebody somewhere make a decision that meant the difference between you being here and existing or you not being here, or maybe you were here and existed, but not in the same capacity? You see, simply knowing little things like that help to give you a a well-rounded understanding of your value. I like how Gary Vee puts this. Okay, so bear with me because I'm going to murder it a little bit. (laughs) But he talks about how many sperm, the sperm that fertilized the egg that made you had to beat for you to get here. If you can't hold on to anything else, that is a big knowing why you're here. Of all the millions and millions of sperm that that one sperm had to beat out. Now that's a survivor game for the ages. Just to be able to penetrate the wall of the egg, you best believe you are able to have great value. Because so many others didn't make it. All right. All right. So that's knowing why you're here. So let's look at knowing how you are with regards to your value. Understand, like I said before, how you learn. You, 
not everybody else. And I'm, I apologize, y'all. I'm, I'm getting excited with my hands and hitting my mic. Uh, but knowing how you learn and what are your strengths and weaknesses. Also, this is a big part that people don't realize. To know your value, you have to know your blind spots, your shadows, and your weaknesses better than outsiders. And that means eating some humble pie and asking friends, family, and relatives, if you can handle it, I hope you can, to tell you brutally, no fluff on it so there is no misinterpretation of some of your shortcomings. Because being able to know those is going to help you to not have blind spots where you can be duped. Now, there is a book, a books, I should say. I love them, and I'm, I'm recommending them today for casual reading. Uh, and it's called uh, Superpowers by Drew Hayes. Shout out to him. And it's uh, a series of um, college-age kids with uh, superpowers that go off to uh, college, university. And each one of the books uh, constitutes a year. And they're very, they're they're long books. They're involved, so just get ready. But they are so awesome. There are so many things that I was like, I wish I had these books when I was in college. But I love them, and they are for um, new adults, uh, teens possibly, because they don't have any gratuitous uh, sex scenes or any of that kind of stuff. Heck, I don't think anybody even curses that much in them. Uh, but they're really good, and. The reason why I'm bringing these books up right now, and I will put them in the uh, show uh, notes, is because they do such a great job with the character development and, and bringing each one of these main characters through the gauntlet so that they understand their worth, their value, their identity. And they do it through the guise of helping them learn their their superpowers but it's more so helping them have that psychological underpinning of what makes them tick and having to deal with all of this stuff that I just talked about, understanding how you learn, understanding your strengths, your weaknesses, your blind spots, and your shadows. There is a, a part, and I'm not going to tell you in which one of the books it's in, um, but there is a part that um, one of the students has an epiphany. And I was like, I had to just stop reading and marinate on it because it was so good. And I was like, Drew, you did your thing. Shout out to Drew Hayes. But um, what the student's epiphany is, is that when it comes down to it, each person needs to get to the point where they learn how to be their best teacher. And they get to the point where they make no lies to themselves and they don't hide anything from themselves so that they can truly know what they're capable of, know what is in their wheelhouse and know what they might be shaky on because there will be times when other people are depending on you knowing these things. It could be a matter of life or death. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to all get caught into uh, some superhero fights and, and all of that, but it still, it still matters that we take the time to understand how we learn, understand what our strengths and weaknesses are, what our blind spots are, what are our shadows, and be willing to go there. And with that, I've, I've 
like I said, I've, I've looked at what I need to continue to do because I'm not going to ask you to do anything I'm not willing to do or even wrestling with. And that is with the learning, there is learning, there is training, and there is education. And when you're learning, consider learning is your ABCs, your one, two, threes, your multiplications, and your facts. Then when you're training, your training is going to be your homework, your examples, and putting things uh, into action of what you quote unquote learned. But then your education is where you go out, you have the experiences and you put them all together to develop this well-rounded robustness of who you are and what has made you. Have you ever saw this person or seen a person where they walk into a room and just by their their appearance, their presence, their essence, you know that person has been through some things and they are good or better for it. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what that book, when I was reading it about that particular character, um, made me think of. And so that goes into understanding how to calculate your value to yourself a little bit better. So, you know, know how you are, how you understand, how you learn, all of those things. And the next one is know where you are. Now, this one I've mentioned before in another way, um, but I got this one from Sun Tzu uh, in The Art of War. And Sun Tzu talked about the truly greats, always having a sense of timing, pacing and uh, season. And Sun Tzu talked about, it is important if you are going to do anything great in your life, you need to know these things. And so you need to know where you are, what time of uh, a, a process or a cycle are you in? What is the pace? Is it one where you play it slow? Is it one where you play it shallow or play it deep? Um, what is the situation and the circumstance demanding? What season are you in? And that includes not only you, but your relationships. I look back and there were some times I wasted too much time on people that were only supposed to be there for a hot minute. And I was trying to make believe and force them to be with me for a lifetime. When if I had learned that about myself, I wouldn't have had to go through the experiences of trauma, unnecessary trauma is what I'm going to say, that I did. All right, so the next one is after knowing where you are, you know, what is your season, your reason, your your phase, your your uh your pacing. You know, you need to know what you are. And when I talk about what you are, this is the one that a lot of people Uh, deal with, but don't know that this is what they're dealing with. And that is, what is your current purpose? And you notice I say current purpose. What is your current desire? What is your current drive or obsession? And knowing this and then putting it in the mix with knowing your timing, understanding how you learn what your strengths and weaknesses are, understanding why you are here for such a time as this, And knowing the stock that you are made of by knowing whose you are, can you start to see how understanding and knowing your value starts to become um, a less daunting task and one that you can continue to evolve? And we're not done with knowing what you are, meaning knowing what your current 
purpose is, your current drive and all of that. Uh, I want to say something about this one. And that is too many times I see people get shamed for having a current purpose, believing that the purpose that you had at 19, 20, even 25, 30 is the one that you're supposed to have at 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. And that is not the case. We are creatures of change. We are creatures of irrationality and we are creatures of movement. And so if you're trying to hold on to stuff, whether it's because you believe that is the way it's supposed to be, or if you're feeling shame for it, I want you to let that go. And when you let that go, you're going to start to see your true value start to emerge from the ashes like a phoenix. I'll say this. If you have a belief system that's the same in your 40s as it was in your 20s, I'm going to ask you respectfully to go back and reevaluate that. Because if you're not changing, something is wrong. It's kind of like, You're dead and stinking and nobody has the heart to tell you that you are a rotting corpse. Okay, so understanding where you are and what you are works very well with how you got here, why you're here and whose you are. And let's not forget the big one, knowing who you are, not whose, but who you are. What makes you take your next breath? What do you know what you will and what you won't do? Do you know your limit? I'm going to tell you when I had my Unfectugan, my dark night of the soul, um, one time, and I'm going to tell you, you're not guaranteed to just have one, you might have some, okay? But there was a time when I had to get to that point because I didn't like the person in the mirror, I didn't like how harsh. And myopic I had become uh, going after a, a goal and a drive that I had ingested from somebody else's regurgitation of what it meant to be successful. And I didn't like who I was. I had to sit down and go through something similar to this. And that's another reason why I'm sharing this, because if I can shortcut the pain for somebody listening, I will be so happy. But really getting to that point to know who you are, meaning explore your extremes. I think I've told you that in the past when I've had opportunity to work with people, uh, one of the easier things to help folks to know what they want was to help them to know what they don't want. And that means helping them understand what are your boundaries? What are your edges? What are the areas that if you go there, you are causing yourself to be compromised. Uh, and, and, and not only that, going towards what you will not do. You know how they talk about everybody has a price? I don't know if that's the case or not. I'm just using it for an example here. But what is your limit? What is that line that you will not go over? That you would rather just go on and exit out of here? then go over that line. For some, there's not going to be a foreseeable line. For others, that line, they're probably right up to it and they're like, this is it. And for others, I'm going to tell you that you're going to have a breakthrough when you do this because it will help you to understand if you've hit your rock bottom. Um, 
no, I'm not going to talk about that. That's, that's, that's not my story to tell. But anyway, I'll say this, that uh, there have been opportunities that I've had to help people with this knowing who you are from this standpoint to where they were able to get the epiphany and the insight. Remember, we talk about self-learning, self-training, self-education, where they finally realized that they were at their end. They were at their lowest moment that they wanted to go, that they had gotten the lesson and it was time to get up and graduate and that they weren't going to go any further. And just by understanding what they didn't want, the line they were not willing to cross, knowing their limit, it gave them the power to get back up and get back going to the point where they started to reassume, take back ownership of their value. So, One of the things I will say is when you are doing these knowings, be willing to test them out because some of them are going to be easier than others. And I can't tell you which ones because for each person, your makeup is different. For some of you, you're going to definitely know whose you are. You're going to know who you are. You're going to know where you are. But heck, you might not have a clue as to why you're here what your situation is and uh, what you're what you're wanting. Others, it could be something totally different, but it takes action. It takes investment in testing it out and doing what you can to uh, learn these things about yourself. One of the things I want to say as I'm coming to this close is that knowing your value is not just a statement that you claim. It is an, um, a gauntlet, a race, an obstacle course that you put yourself through all the time to get a understanding of who you are and how you are to be strong, to be well, how you are to be useful, how you are to have standing and reputation and how you are so that you and others can think highly of you. And so, y'all, I wanted to say so much more, but we're going to have to stop because guess what? My time is up. I thank you for yours. I send this prayer out right now that something that I've said helps you to be better than when you started listening to this. And thank you so much. Don't forget to check the show notes and use our Amazon link and uh, like, share, comment, send me messages. Let me know if there's something you'd like for me to cover. And until then, guess what? This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another Wisdom Smack podcast. I am going to see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget, get out there, start learning how to know your value. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.